Blog Talk Radio. The Yankees and the Rays battled it out with the Yanks taking a series. While the Yanks are still feeling the injury bug, we have some players on the way back with Aaron Hicks. Also, how does Kenny Morales fit into all this? All this more on today's episode of Pinstripe Talk. And I'm most definitely from... Alright, welcome back to another episode of Pinstripe Talk. I'm your host, Eamon, joined by my co-host here, Anthony, and uh, how have you been enjoying the Yankees uh, this week? Well, I'm enjoying, when the, I'm enjoying when they're playing. The past two games have been rained out. They're actually playing doubleheader today. I love that Rays series. Uh, and now we're, uh, we're sitting on a 5-3 lead right now, so it's, uh, it's been, a good, uh, been a good week. It's been a good week. How about yourself? Yeah, I... I you know, can't say anything more. I think the Yankees uh, made some moves recently, and they uh, also, I think, had a really good uh, race series that we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. Um, but, yeah, I think they did very well, and um, I hope they continue as they are getting uh, more people back from the injured list. But uh, let's talk about the race series and hop right into it. And uh, what are your thoughts on how uh, that series went. That race series was what you wanted to see. Um, the American League East leading team, being the Rays, you go and you take the series. You win that series. And you really can't... Uh, you, I mean, Casey Stengel said it fast. They don't pay me to win every game. Just two out of three. And they went in, and they won two out of three. And even, and even the loss they took, there are a lot of positives to show. Sabathia pitched pretty well. Um, there was a, uh, a home run from LeMahieu, which you like to see. But, but going to game one of the series on Friday, um, just a good overall ball game. They scored two in the first. Scored two runs in the first inning. Um, it was soft runs, but there were runs. A pass ball and a base hit by Glaber. Uh, made it a little closer when the when the Rays uh, ended up tying the score. Actually took the lead, I'm sorry, 3-2 in the uh, – Fifth, and then man who does it all, Gio Urshela comes up big yet again. We had a whole segment on Gio Urshela last week, uh, but we can have a whole show on Gio Urshela. He's uh, with a, him with a big two-run single, to, uh, give us a fourth, uh, give us a four-three lead, and that's how the game ended up. And the bingo Vermont pitched great again. It, it was really, it's a fun baseball game. Games are fun, comebacks, home runs. Those are those are the games you like to like to watch, and Gio Urshela has been just a phenomenal story. I could talk about him all day long. His offense, his defense has been phenomenal. He's playing like Brooks Robinson. Um, game two, obviously, we took the loss. Sebastia uh, went five, two runs. That's what you expect out of the big man at this point in his career. I did not, I I, I couldn't gripe with that. Uh, Torres had two hits, another hit for Urshela, stunning. Uh, Frazier got a hit, um, and the bullpen gave it up. Holder, two runs in in, uh, in an inning, inning of work, and you really can't fault Nestor Cortez Jr. Uh, for, for for giving up three runs in two innings because let's face it, the guy shouldn't be in the big leagues. The guy the guy should not be at the big club. He's not ready. He's he wasn't supposed to be on this team, and he it kind of showed. So that's the loss. But the remarkable game uh, was the last game of the series. Tanaka was 
was outstanding. Seven innings, five hits, one run. Burton comes in, dominates, and Green, Chad Green, came into that ninth inning throwing bullets. It was beautiful to see. That's, that's the Chad Green that we all know and love. That's the Chad Green that we missed. Struck out the side. That was, that was fun. And the offense was two hits for Talkman, for RBI, two hits for Romine, uh, home runs for uh, a home run for Thyro Estrada, his second, uh, two hits for Urshela. I'm sorry, one hit for Urshela, two hits for LeMahieu. Again, Urshela struck out four times this game. So that's, that's a negative. But he also, had, he also had a two-run double. So the man does something good every game, and also obviously his defense is phenomenal. So that series overall. Very good pitching, timely hitting, and uh, taking down the uh, taking down the American League uh, East leading team is always a good thing. So, then what you saw in that series that what you liked? Um, I think it was a pretty well played series. Uh, the first game with Vermont pitching against a really hot Glasnow looked he he still looked great. Um. I think he's currently seven and one on the season against. I think he was five and zero oh going into that. I think I think he's six six and one. Um, but yeah, those that was a game that we needed. I think with Glasnow on there pitching very well to start off the season. Same with Herman. I think that was going to be. We knew that was going to be a kind of a close game, and it did come out close. Um, so I think we, you know. Definitely pulled through another. I think that was another good uh, hit from Urshela. Uh, he's just been insane with uh, you know in the lineup in the field. I mean, I don't know what else to say. He's looking like he could literally take and do hard spot. And I'm not saying. I mean, that could be pushing it a bit. But if you look, if you're watching him, he's like he's doing very very good out there. Um, he's just he can he's doing it all, and and Duhar is still injured. And I think he went back on the uh, IL um, after he came up. I think he played a few games, and he is back on it. So we don't know how long he will you know be be back for. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks like Geo is is coming up, and I think he came clutch in this series uh, with everything. So. Um, yeah, I think everything with Geo and everything was really good. It really was. Uh, Gio Rochella has become the MVP of the Yankees. And he, I mean, partially because, actually, mostly because Andrew, Andrew Hart's in the IL again. Um, but yes, he has taken Andrew Hart's job. He's a far better fielder than Andrew Hart. That's not saying much. Um, and he's hitting like Andrew Hart right now. Uh, he's, he's batting about 350, uh, which is remarkable. The man before this, I think, had a 224 career batting average come to the Yankees, and bats well over 300, played gold glove defense, playing every day at third base. He's a reliable batter, a reliable glove. It's very fun to watch Gio Urshela. Uh, but one thing, one thing you, you hit on is that we took down two signing award winners, well, one signing award winner and one signing award candidate in this series. Before that game, Tyler Glass now was six and zero, six and zero, and we gave him his first loss. And uh, Herman, who won the game, was a seven and one. 
which is remarkable. And we also took down uh, Blake Snell in the third game of the series. We took down a guy who actually is the reigning Slang Award a winner. And with that seven wins, uh, Herman now leads all of Major League Baseball in wins. Bingo Herman. Bingo Herman, the man who wouldn't have a job if all of our starters were healthy coming into the season, now leads the American League in wins at seven. He's been phenomenal. His control is there. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the one aspect about Domingo Herman that I was concerned with most going into this season. Will Domingo Herman have the control to play well? Because his curveball I've always loved. It's, a, it's one of, if not the best curveball I've seen on this team in a very long time. And then, but, but then you've got to go to his fastball. His fastball is, was all over the place. It was, it was here one minute, it was strike then, it was two feet over the backstop, it was someplace. And then he settled down, settled in, and honed his skill to be a very good pitcher. And it's fun to watch that transformation. He's become our ace. And now with Paxson on the I.L., he'll be back soon enough. But still, it's one of the best stories the Yankees could have had this season, having Domingo Herman be so dominant, and it's real fun to watch him pitch. Oh, yeah, I uh, I can definitely agree. He was one of the guys last year that was a little – he was okay for me. Um, he didn't – he had a lot of rough starts, and he had some really good ones. Um, and I didn't really think he was going to be a guy going into this season that was going to be in the rotation, um, maybe the bullpen, but I thought they were going to work on maybe a little bit down in AAA with the Wysaka and everything like that, but he's surprising me, actually, a little bit uh, with his pitching, his break on it, all of his pitches, the fastball working very well. I think he's turning into a really elite pitcher so far. Um, so I'd love to see how he goes for the rest of the season because 7-1 and one right now, that's nothing to brush off. Um, I think that's some, you know, some solid numbers from him. Uh, I think he has a pretty low ERA, too, so he's looking really good uh, to start the year off. Um, but going to game three, I think the Tanaka and Blake Snell, that that was a pretty close game. Snell pitched pretty well, um, and I uh, I think the offense finally sparked up a bit at the uh, later end of the game. But Snell did pitch very well that game, so we didn't really get an easy win. Uh, off of him, but uh, Tanaka held in there as well, and I think um, that that was a big game to all to get uh, with uh, that series having the three games that we played. Two of them are, you know, really good pitchers with Snell and Glasnow uh, in in the rotation uh, there. So yeah, I think you know the Yankees pitched. I mean, played very played very well that third game. The second game was a little rough uh, with the colder thing. But, um, yeah, I think everything went well. Um, and I think the Yankees are looking like they're going to do something uh, good moving forward. They certainly do. And when you see a 7-1 score, that being the third game of the series, when you see a 7-1 final score, you think, oh, that was an easy win. It was a scoreless game going into the top of the fifth. 
they they went tit for tat, scoreless innings. Then a, uh, a two run inning comes the Yankees' way via uh, Mr. Talpin and Mr. Lemayhew with uh, RBIs, both bullet single, um, a double for Talpin and single for Lemayhew scoring some runs. So it um, it really it, it really looks like a blowout win. But it was a close game, and it was for a very long time. Um, they were just shot for shot, shot for shot. And obviously, Gio Rochello's big uh, run double in the ninth. We scored four runs there, a home run for Mathira Estrada in the eighth inning. Um, we put uh, some runs on the board. But, yeah, we, it was a hard it was a hard fought win. For a 7-1 win, it was a hard fought 7-1 win. Um, and Tanaka's been just phenomenal. He's been great. He's had his he's had his bad seven innings, one run. What can you ask for? The the guy though that I was most impressed with I said it before. The guy I was most impressed impressed with in that uh, in that game was not Tanaka, was not Britain, not any of the hitters. It was Chad Green. That ninth inning was vintage, vintage, Chad Green. He was hitting his spots, and the one thing about Chad Green that I, I complained about before he went back to the minors, was the fact that he was abandoning the fastball for the breaking ball, his slider. Now, his slider can be good. His slider can be very good. But when he throws it too often, he, misses, he loses something on that fastball. He was strictly a fastball pitcher for about two seasons. And look where it got him. It got him the best seasons of his career. And he wants to be fancy, add some more pitches, and he gets hit around. But what really impressed me was the fact that he used his breaking ball and still was productive. So maybe he found a way to do both. Still be a very, very good fastball pitcher and have a killer slider. Now we're going to be taking a short break here for a second. We're going to be talking about the injuries and who's returning just in a little bit. Hey guys, this is Benson from Bucko Booth, also producer here on this show. Just want to make sure you tune in to a new episode tomorrow, noon Eastern, Bucko Booth. We have a lot to get into, starting with the series against the St. Louis Cardinals and the two games that have transpired uh, thus far. We had the, the win on Friday night, which the Pirates defeated the Cardinals to get back over 500, and then they had Joe Musgrove throw a clunker on Thursday night, giving up eight earned runs. What is this Pirates team, and how can they get back to their winning ways? We dive into all of that and tell you when we can expect some of the injured players to return. All this and much more this Saturday, tomorrow afternoon, noon Eastern, Bucket Booth. I'll let you get back to this show, but I want to see you there. Noon Eastern, Bucket Booth. Check us out. All right, welcome back, everybody. We'll be getting into some of our returning players. And, um, yeah, we'll be getting into injuries. So, uh, let, let me let me hear what you have uh, about uh, our injured players, our returning players. Uh, let's break it down. Yeah. Um, so, some of the bad news for well, – I mean, this is all bad news, but some, I guess, more bad news is Severino kind of getting delayed back from June to July, which makes it – I don't know if we touched on this you know, in the previous episodes, but it makes 
it looked like a, even like this was a an injury that really should have been something to you know look at before it got injured maybe um it it's just have. it's weird it's weird seeing him you know injured and now he's in it's in July and we're losing our ace for that long and everything and i don't know it's just that's one of the big injuries that i'm like we 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 can, we have a caliber Cy Young and he's injured right now and it's just it's it's tough for that to happen because we have Vermont doing very well. We have CC doing pretty well. I mean, we have Jay Hap kind of struggling. Masahiro Tanaka is doing good. Paxton was doing amazing before he got injured. So like if we had him in the rotation, uh, it would have been, you know, it would have just, it would have made it so much better. I feel like we would have gotten a lot, you know, had a, maybe a few more wins. Um, but yeah, I think, that was one of the uh, of the bad injuries, but we do have a caller here, so we'll uh, let him uh, ask his question. Hello, hello, hello gentlemen. Hello. Hello again. How you doing? Good, good. Um, just a quick question. Um, now that we have some players coming back, this is Dom from New York, by the way, just in case you guys didn't know. Um, now that we have a couple of players coming coming back. What can Aaron Boone do to really ensure that these these big time players continue playing the small ball, which has carried this team this far? I'm hoping that they learn from these younger players. But what do you think a manager can do when you're dealing with superstars to make sure that the small ball still stays in play? Very good question, and I, I do like the fact they played small ball. Um, the fact that they've bunted, they've stolen bases, it, it really proves that this team isn't just a powerhouse that can just, just hit home runs. Now, when you have a fully functioning team back, meaning Judge and Stanton and Andujar, and everyone back off the I.L., I, mean, I don't think you're going to have Aaron Judge. Um, I don't think you're going to have Aaron Judge bunting, which is no surprise to anybody. But – I think you'll still have guys like DJ LeMayhew who will sacrifice, who will bunt every so often. Guys like Gardner who will bunt. The small ball that they've played only proves to the team and the manager that this team can play that kind of baseball and win with that kind of baseball. So I think that they'll continue playing both sides of that coin, which will make this team even more dangerous. Now, Eamon, I know you like, uh, like, a, like a little small ball, so tell me what you think about that. Oh, I think for with all the injuries right now and having a lot of most of them being the power guys, I think small ball is the easiest way for you got for you know for them to have to play this out. Um, they have to. They don't have the big guys in the lineup, uh, so they have to use have to use what they have. And I think playing small ball is you know, the way to go. I mean, they have guys that are real fast. They have Mabin that they got, uh, I think, from a trade or in the uh, in free agency. Uh, but they got him. They have, you know, all these other guys that could create the small ball. And I think that's something that, you know, they have to do. And they're, they're doing it a little bit. I mean, with Urshela kind of breaking out, um, that makes it, a little easier for them and not as much small ball. They can use the bats. Um, but I think small ball has 
has to be something that has to come to them and be uh, easy uh, with what they have. Because they do have some fast guys, and I think uh, they they use them very well in these last, you know, with all these injuries. I think they're using them very well. They certainly are. And um, uh, for all the Yankee fans wondering what's going on in the game, in the immortal words, in the immortal words of John Sterling, the uh, Yankees win. 5-3 victory in game one. Um, so the Yankees will play game two shortly. And um, it's good to see a, 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 a doubleheader start off with a, with a nice victory. But thank you, Don, for the question. And uh, now back to our, uh, our, our myriad of injured players. We're getting Aaron Hicks back. We're getting Aaron Hicks back. We're getting some people back. He'll, he'll be one of, our, uh, one of our returning players to go along with guys like CC and Gary. Uh, so positive, 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 positive. Uh, as far as Aaron Hicks goes, back to that back injury. They don't want to play him in one game today, which I understand. So they got they got a good, solid center fielder back. He's strong at the middle again. Uh, obviously, we have we lost Duhar again, but who knows? But he'll be back. Stanton, they're just kind of they don't know what's going on with him. He has some forearm injury that they really can't shake, which is concerning. Obviously, because he's one of your mid-level, he's one of your middle of a lot of hitters. Aaron Judge. You know what Aaron Judge Aaron Judge is what he's talking about right now. His oblique will be out for another month. So, that's, let's judge. Severino, probably past the break. But, hey, let's be positive here. We're getting our center fielder back. We're getting Hicks back. That's a, that's a big bat. That's a very big bat. And I've heard positives on the, on the end of uh, that DD, too. DD, some guy, some, everyone forgets. He's been thrown from shortstop. They'll probably have him back mid-June. So, about a month. You can see DD again. So, there are some positives to go with some negatives, but hey, I'm looking at getting Aaron Hicks back, and I'm looking at that as a positive. Yeah. I, uh, I think Aaron Hicks will sort of lift with everybody else, um, with Gary there and uh, Voight kind of being the holding ground right now. Um, but yeah, I think with Hicks being injured for a, maybe a little bit of the spring training and the start of the season, he hasn't been here. So uh, I'm actually really excited to uh, see him come up and play. Um, I know he was doing pretty good in his rehab games, so that looks, you know, good um, for the back injury. Um, so yeah, I think Hicks will look, you know, really well. Stanton, they, I don't know what, ha- I don't, I don't understand what this, what's on, you know, what's up with this injury. They said he was going to be back for the West Coast series, then he didn't come back. Then they said that he was going to come back in a week or two. He didn't come back. So I, I'm confused on what is going on with his injury, what is happening. Um, so we'll have to see on that. Um, we should, and if everything goes well, we should be able uh, we should be getting packed in by the end of the month. Um, that was one of their things that they did say. So we'll see if he, we get him back. Um, you know, Severino, I said this before we got the caller, but, you know, he's a big guy that, you know, in the rotation, if we, if he wouldn't, if he wasn't injured, it would look like it would really help. We could get sir some more wins up, but uh, he's not going to be coming back till sometime in July. So we'll have to see if, anything gets better or worse with him. Um, Batances, 
he should have probably been back by now, um, but his rehab games that he did have weren't very good, so he's going to be out till June. So we'll see if he comes back, what happens with him, because he's been out for a while as well. So there's a lot of people still out for a while, like Bird, um, Ellsbury, which we don't even think – I don't even think he's going to even touch the field uh, this year. Um, there's a few other guys that are a little small injuries, not small injuries, but they're not the big heavy guys, uh, in the lineup. So we don't really have to worry as much about them. I mean, we still do, but it's not a guy that we, you know, is starting every day and all that. So, um, nothing like that, but you know, there was, those were a few guys that I, uh, I think we should be seeing coming back. Uh, a few of them are still they, you know, they did get, didn't get cleared, um, you know, from injury as, you know, they've been struggling, so they have to do more uh, rehab and all that other stuff. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I, uh, I think the positive out of this is we're getting Hicks back, but more people are starting to progress, so it's, it's good to see that. It certainly is. If you look at the team now, I mean, <clears throat> they have a lot of guys in the I.L., um, Patantis Bird, Ellsbury Gregorius, uh, Ben Heller, Loisiger, Montgomery Sevy, Stan Judge, Tulo, and Duhar, and Paxton. Now, of all those guys, you obviously want to see Paxton back and Duhar back. Tulowitzki, I mean, you don't need Tulowitzki. You have LeMayu playing second base, you have Torres playing shortstop, and you have Rochelle playing third base. So, we don't really need Tulo, so as much as I want to be healthy, I don't think he's necessarily a need. George and Stanton are needs. Those guys should be back. I want them back soon. Uh, those are big injuries. Patanza is a big injury. When is he going to come back? I heard he was throwing, but I don't know how intense. I don't know if it was a flat ground or the mound. So, I mean, you take that with a grain of salt. Bird, never come back. Bird will never come back. If he's healthy, he'll never come back. If he's healthy, he's going to be in the minor leagues, and then they'll trade him in the offseason. Ellsbury will probably never touch a field again for the Yankees. Gregorius, everything's been going well with Didi. So, you hold your breath and, and hope it continues. You know, I mean, as much as I – I mean, I, I know I'm being kind of crass here, being kind of throwing these guys to the side, saying, we don't need them, we don't need them. I mean, I hope they, I hope they get back healthy. I hope they're for, – for just for their lives, just for their the person the person's sake. But Ben Howard is not a guy you need on this team, so – as far as his injury goes, we really don't have to be too concerned. Uh, the Wise are kind of the same way. Uh, we'll piece it together. We'll have a chance at him. He'll be, a, uh, he'll be an option uh, in the rotation for a start or two until Paxton comes back. Uh, Montgomery, I've heard good things. Uh, Tommy John surgery will be back late August. August. And obviously the other big injury is, is Seve. So really, of all these guys, you've got to really concern yourself with Severino, Gregorius, Patantis, Stanton, and Judge. Andy Warren Paxson. And it's seven guys, but to condense it makes it seem a bit easier. Andrew Hart, we don't have to worry about right now because we have Urshela playing so well. Uh, Paxson should be back in a week or so. So, again, it's not like we've lost Paxson for the season. It's not like we lost Judge Stanton for the season. Severino will be back. They'll be back. And we'll, we're piecing together wins. We just won, we won a ball game today, and we're going to play another one very shortly. So, the two biggest injuries, obviously, are Judge and Stanton. 
Judge has an oblique injury that's going to sideline him for quite a bit of time, probably another month. And with this confusing Stanton injury, I'm not sure how long he'll be out for. I can't tell you. Wish I could. Um, but we will get them back at some point. They will be on this field. They will be hitting home runs for the Yankees again in due time. I know that. Yeah. Um, Gregorius, the clips that I've seen of him, uh, you know, throwing, hitting, I think it looks like he's progressing well. Um, we saw, I did see some videos before and Duhar came back, and he looked like he was doing good. I, I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, and that is a little concerning because he was on the I.L., then he comes off the I.L., we're all happy, we're all feeling good, and now he's, he actually was struggling uh, in that period of time that he did come back, and now he's back on the I.L. So this could be a, a serious, a real serious injury um, that we didn't think was – we thought it was going to be – it is a serious injury that he has. Um, he could be out for the season. Uh, but when he came back, we were like, okay, he, it's not, it wasn't that bad. But now it could be something that could be bad. But it's not really hurting the Yankees. Like, you would think the Yankees would get hurt from Andujar being out with a guy that doesn't really play third base, could be average, like a Hetcheveria-type guy, good defense, not great, you know, okay offense. But Urshela has really shown that he could play, you know, third base. So for the Yankees, that injury, it hurts because you like that bat. But Urshela with the defense and the offense so far, he's just been blowing us away. So I think – even though Andujar's out, that's a big guy that you have out. The Yankees don't really have to worry that much on who they have playing in it for him because of how good Arshella was. Yes, uh, I'm very happy watching Arshella play every day. And uh, while Andujar's injury is definitely one to be concerned with, as far as Arshella, as long as Arshella keeps playing like this, let's hope we don't have to worry about it for too long. Uh, we'll be back after the short break, but we'll be back talking Yankee baseball in just a moment. Hi, this is Chris from Rattle Up. Join me this Friday at 8.30 Pacific Time, 11.30 Eastern, for a recap of how the D-backs week went, including a series against the Rays. We will also be discussing prospects the D-backs have and could use in the major leagues this year, including guys like Josh Chisholm and John Duplantier, who has already had a few good outings in the major leagues. We'll also be discussing how the D-backs are overachieving with a record well over 500 that not many people saw coming. So remember to join us this Friday at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific for discussion about the Diamondbacks and their prospects and how their overall week and season so far have been. That is this Friday at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific. Welcome back to All the right. show. But before we get before we get into our um, our next segment, we have a caller who wants to uh, talk about some Yankees. So we're coming in. All right. Well, hello. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing? This is AJ from Huntington. Hello. How you doing? How you doing? Good. Um, I have a question. A little bit about what you touched on before with uh, Stanton and Judge's injuries kind of being prolonged. Do you think if they go much longer that they're going to seek a power hitter, maybe on the on the market, maybe a guy like Miguel Cabrera, who's on uh, a team that's not going anywhere, or you know, some player like that. I know they just recently picked up Kendrys Morales, though. 
Yeah. Um, well, thank you for segueing into our segment because we're actually going to talk about uh, Morales and uh, potential trade rumors. Thank you for the phone call. Um, I don't see them going after Cabrera necessarily. Um, big contract, obviously. He'll be uh, maybe a little bit of a burden on the Yankees financially. But I can see them going out and trying to acquire uh, a power hitter on the cheap. Um, I can't – none really comes to mind. you got, you got to think of good hitters on bad teams or good players on bad teams um, because, obviously, those are the teams you're going to trade off of players because they don't need them. So I do think the Yankees will end up trading for somebody, whether that be a relief pitcher um, – I don't know. I could see them going after a starting pitcher. That I could see. That's the guy I could really see. Maybe, maybe they go out and spring for a, a Jose Abreu, but maybe. I don't know. You, could, you, you have Voight to play first base, so you don't really need Abreu. This team is playing very well. I kind of don't want to upset the apple cart right now, but I, I could see them going after a starting pitcher. Even. Um, yeah, for trade talk, I think the Morales thing was real good, but if they were going to go after some other power hitter, I, I can't think of anybody, uh, that would be in free agency right now or next year. Um, they could maybe go after, I don't think they will give them up, but Gallo could be a guy that if they do you know, somehow muster a trade, they could get him. He's a big power hitter, and he would be great with that, uh, you know, right field fence uh, for him. But I doubt that Texas will give him up just because of how good he is. He's he's really valuable to them, and I think they'll keep him. But I don't really think the Yankees will even be interested in him anyway. So I don't think that would be something that they would do. But that is a, that is a guy that has big power, lefty bat, could be really good for the Yankees if they could get him, uh, which I don't think they will because I don't think they want to give up uh, the things for him. But, yeah, he, he is an option. He's one of the guys that is not on a great team, but he is really good. Um, I do think the Yankees will, if they're not going to go that route, they usually more, more than less go for a guy that, you know, isn't – he's not a – guy that's well-known. They like to do this with Voight. Uh, they do this with a few other guys. I think Geo. they get these guys that are not that, you know, they're all right, and they come on the Yankees, and they do very well. So that, that could be another possi- possible one. With Same with pitching. They could get a guy that we don't know who he is. He pitches very well. And I think the Yankees more than so will go the pitching side just because we don't know how long the Batances thing will be for uh, relief pitching, so they could go that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to see what they'll do. Um, but we'll have to see when the time comes, what, you know, what we need at that time and, uh, you know, what we don't need. You're right. Um, and this, we'll just continue this as our segment because I mean, this is our segment. Um, I could uh, the one guy I can see the Yankees trading for, and I've always said for a while now that they should trade for Madison Bumgarner, but only if you can get him for nothing. And that might be a good might, might be a good uh, good piece of the Yankees. He's obviously a great postseason pitcher, so you could um, you could definitely uh, take that uh, into consideration when you're talking about 
trading for Bumgarner, but one guy I think you could you could, you could pry away from his team because of where he's from, how he's pitching, and because he loves he loves to win. I mean, I saw him pitch at WBC, and he pitched like an ace. Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman should be the guy. Yankees have a history trade with the Blue Jays. They traded uh, for Jay Happ last year. So I could see the Yankees trying to trade for Marcus Stroman. Now, the Blue Jays say, okay, we want to do hard. And you end it right there. One, one Frazier. Uh, no. But I could definitely see the Yankees calling up about Marcus Stroman. He's the guy. He's the guy. I mean, you could see a baby, a potential trade of trying to trade Will, trying to acquire Will Smith from the uh, from the Giants to be another arm of the bullpen. But I mean, if you want a real solid rotation, you go out and maybe trade for Marcus Stroman. You really put yourself on the mat. Um, so that's another guy I could see the Yankees trying to go for. I mean, you, you have the guys who like are just lingering in free agency, guys like Matt Kemp, who was just released by the Reds. Um, Things really don't need a lot. They don't need an outfielder right now. It's just, as crazy as that sounds. They have Hicks, Gardner, and Frazier, who will play every day. And it'll only complicate Bum things. You have got to... What was that? You'll, you'll only complicate things when you have guys like uh, like Judge and, and, and Denton come back. So I don't think I, don't, I really don't see them trading uh, or acquiring Matt Kemp. But um, as far as Morales goes, Morales will be interested. Morales is going to DH. He'll DH and, uh, play, and play first base as spell of what is that. And when guys like Stanton come back, they'll play right field and they'll keep DHing. It's a good power bat. His, uh, his velocity off the bat, his, his hard hit percentage is high, but I like him a lot. So I like, I like the acquisition of Morales. I think uh, having him play every day being a switch hitter only helps his team. And they're not really uh, hindered by anything uh, Morales does. They're not paying him. So they're not paying him an enjoying amount of money. Um, he's being paid the minimum by the Yankees. So this is going to be a uh, this is a, this is a good deal for the Yankees. It's it's, it's a no risk, high reward. Yeah, um, I think the Yankees, you know, in in you know free agency or whatever they do in the trade deadline will will be something great. But uh, going back to the Bumgarner thing. I think he would be a great fit. Uh, I think he would be a great guy in New York. He would add to the Severino, Paxton, and Bumgarner. That would be great. But there was an article that showed off some things that how Bumgarner's feeling with where he is and everything. And it and it looks like he sent a list to the Giants on teams that he does not want to be traded to or sign with, and the Yankees were one of them, along with the Brewers, Astros, Braves, a lot of the high-market teams like the Cubs and everything, because he doesn't want to fall into that Keuchel situation, where Keuchel is a free agent still right now, and no team wants him, and he, he was on the Astros. He would rather play for Bumgarner, would rather play for like a team like the Padres or the Twins, not a team that's contending but is you know mediocre. And that will be, you know, hard for the Yankees to get because um, he does want somewhere around four years, probably in the 80 to $100 million range. So 
that's what he's looking for. So that that guy, you know, he was a possibility maybe in the off season when we wanted him. Um, now it looks like he doesn't really want to be on any of those high market teams. He would rather play, you know, maybe for the Angels or something, a team that's not really contending but could in a few years. And I think, you know, I could see why. Uh, you know, he does definitely doesn't want to be like a Kimbrel or Keuchel deal where he's still in free agency, not playing baseball. You know, waiting for a team to pick him up type deal. Um, he wants a straight out, you know, deal with a good team. So I could see that. Um, so that's kind of making the Yankees, they can't really do anything uh, for that. So I think what you said, the Stroman would be perfect. I think that would be a great, a great guy, even though he's been struggling the past years, this season, he looks very, very good. And I, uh, I think, you know, with him in there, I think it would be great. Uh, he, he has been having some very quality, quality starts. So it's not like we're getting a bad guy, but he is ERA last few years has been pretty high. So, uh, we'll have to see, he could be a little bumpy, uh, for the Yankees if they do get him, not just maybe this year, maybe this year he does very well, but maybe next year, the year after, uh, it could be, could be a little bumpy for him. Um, and we could see him maybe leaving, uh, sooner than we're actually going to have him for. So that would be a, a perfect guy, but right now I wouldn't, I wouldn't really dwell on Stroman right, right now. Um, we still, there's, we'll have to see what we need, uh, at the deadline. Um, that's my, that's my best answer for that is we'll have to see what we need at the deadline and what our options are. Yeah. And whoever comes back healthy and who's playing well, and it's all a matter of time because the trade deadline's not for a while, but, um, yeah, bum has got a lot of teams on that no trade, the Braves, the Brewers, the Astros, Phillies, Red Sox, Cardinals, Cubs, and Yankees. Now, they said he's picked those teams strategically, so he really doesn't want to, really doesn't want to go there. He just doesn't want to go there. So, obviously, that leaves teams like Dodgers, which I don't think he'll go to because he, he's a giant and doesn't like the Dodgers. Um, in the Nationals could go make a play, even though they're not really contending. As of right now, I think, I think they're in first place. I just don't think they're going to contend for the whole season. Um yeah, he's really taken out a lot of good teams. He really has. And I think that's detriment to him. I mean, for a guy who loves to win, that's got three World Series. For a guy who loves to win, having teams like the Yankees and Red Sox and the Phillies and Cubs and Cardinals be on your no-trade list strategically, on your no-trade list, kind of confusing. Really, sucks. really confusing. But you can think of guys like Aaron Sanchez, another guy. Another guy who... Uh, who could be uh, moved like a Stroman. So there's somebody else you can potentially go after. Um, I mean, there are a lot of guys out there, like Nick Castellanos, but why would you want Castellanos? I mean, you don't just confuse things. You're confusing the outfield. But, yeah, as far as pitchers go, Stroman's the guy I think makes the most sense right now. I mean, I heard some Robbie Ray from the D-backs, but – I don't think that's going to be anything substantial. And for everyone clamoring about signing Dallas, for everyone clamoring about Dallas Keuchel, I just don't think that's, that's going to be anything. Uh, still going to be anything uh, to uh, to show for. I just think Keuchel's really 
and wait out to going to wait until after the uh, the draft, and I think he's going to be done for. But that'll wrap things up for this episode. Um, thank you again. I've been Anthony and my co-host Eamon. Uh, we'll say our goodbyes, and we will. Bye, guys. Uh, we will see you. We will see you next week. Pinstripe Talk is produced by Benson Sexton. Pinstripe Talk is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. Be sure to give our host a follow on Instagram. Eamon at Yankees Network 99. And Anthony at AF Simeon 16. That's A-F-S-I-M-E-O-N-E 16. For more Pinstripe Talk content, be sure to head over to our website at BaseballPodcastNet.com. And be sure to follow the Baseball Podcast Network on all their social media platforms. Instagram at Baseball Podcast Net. Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-1. YouTube, at Baseball Podcast Network. And SoundCloud, at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in.